Welcome to Dash Talk, a podcast by Relatient, where we explore new ways to simplify healthcare access. We examine new and emerging trends in healthcare to help address challenges with the patient experience and identify new strategies and solutions to drive better access to care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dash Talk brought to you by Relatient. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Bryant Hoyle, who's VP of Client Services and Strategic Accounts uh, at Relation. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about her background, as well as just ways that she's found success in creating a culture of patient access. So here to enlighten us on the subject, as well as provide actionable industry in- industry insights, is Bryant. So Bryant, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, So to start off, just tell us a little bit about your background, Brian. Yeah. So um, I have been in healthcare for over 30 years and I took a little bit of a winding path to get here. Um, I won't take you through the whole history, but I'll tell you one story that I think is relevant and explains how I approach things. Um, I started my career in engineering. I studied industrial engineering. Um, looking at systems design and process improvement and how to improve quality. And usually that is like in manufacturing, like making widgets on an assembly line or maybe in logistics. But a large public hospital in downtown Atlanta, where I live, um, was looking for help for someone to bring those skills to their emergency room. So they wanted some someone to bring some order to the chaos in their emergency room. And so I worked with them for six months on um, thinking through um, the workflows, the parallel paths, like where are their bottlenecks, where that was contributing to wait times, um, how could we improve throughput and bring some consistency and better service in their emergency room. And so it was a great project. And I got really energized by how much opportunity there was in healthcare. So made a shift very early in my career to focus on healthcare. And I've been taking that systems thinking approach um, to how I approach my work since then. Um, And so since then I've worked in implementing electronic medical record systems. I've worked in consulting, strategic planning, but most recently I worked for a large rapidly expanding health system, um, integrated health system in the Southeast, uh, working as executive director for central operations in the physician organization. So I was over um, uh, specialty scheduling, uh, improvement of operations, driving visit volumes, reducing no-shows, improving patient access, Um, Also, some other functions like clinical research, um, managed services, and um, really was looking across our network of physicians, employed, affiliated uh, partner groups to think about how could we work better as a system? How could we share patients through referrals, um, driving and network utilization? Um, So anyway, that's been my focus for the past 10 years. Um, but made the shift a few months ago to Relation. 
Well, I'd love to hear about that shift to relations. So thank you for sharing about your background. It's always so interesting to hear about people's past experience before transitioning into healthcare. It's just all those, uh, all of that experience really uh, relates to the role you have now and just really helps you uh, achieve in this area. So could you just tell us about that shift over to relation, uh, what you're doing now in your role? Yeah. So I came to relation. I wanted to help a tech company solve a real pain point. Um, so it was very intentional about my my search to find a company that was solving true pain. And the pain that we were feeling um, was around specialty scheduling and honoring the preferences and the rules that needed to be in place when scheduling an appointment with a specialist, um, as well as getting visibility over schedules when you have a large base of physicians. So I work now with Relationt, um, VP of Client Services, um, working with our strategic accounts. So I work with our largest, most visible, uh, most important accounts, uh, Ascension and U.S. Oncology are the two that I'm focused on right now, and helping to make sure that we're that Relationt is helping them solve their goals. So what are their goals as an organization? I, I work with my key stakeholders. What are their KPIs? What have they promised to their board? Um, and how can we help them accomplish that? Because a lot of that is around growth and volumes and revenue and relation. I want to make sure that relation and our tools and our teams are partnering with our clients to make them achieve their goals. So that's that's what I'm working on now. And it's a great role. I feel like I really can understand them because I was in their position before being here. Exactly. And that's where that past experience comes in. Uh, well, you know, often providers and patients, you know, they want different things. So how are you actually able to create a culture around patient access uh, and satisfaction while also keeping providers and staff happy? I mean, that's quite the balance. So uh, how are you able to create a culture like this? Yeah. So, you know, I, th I feel like patient access is a three-way um, push and pull. You know, you've got the provider, physician or provider, you've got the practice manager, and you've got the patient. So the provider and the physician typically want to grow their schedule as much as possible, but they have very specific um, boundaries around what how they want their day to flow. Um, you know, seeing certain patient types in the morning and others in the afternoon, and they really want control over their schedule. You've got a practice manager who wants to keep balance. They want to retain staff, right? I mean, especially right now, we've had such an exodus of people from the healthcare industry. So practice managers want to keep order in the house and make sure that there's some balance and consistency in their day. And then the patients, they want appointments according to their schedule and when it's convenient for them, which may be first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening. And that's an opposite of what the providers and the practice managers want. So you've got this like perfect storm of competing priorities. And so balance is the key word is to figure out how can we make all these three parties somewhat um happy with the with the plan and how do you structure your schedules to accomplish that um and so it's like a series of decisions that that come into play and the decisions are made by the first two parties the practice and the provider and the patient's not at the table so i think that organizations really need to intentionally create a culture where we where you remember the patient 
and create. And so that's what I, I talk about when I create creating a culture of patient access is creating a culture where you're thinking about the patient first and remembering their preferences as you make decisions and develop all of your programs around scheduling. Well, what would probably be your biggest piece of advice for healthcare leaders, you know, who are trying to shift to a model like this, uh, that's a patient-centered uh, care model and also a culture? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would approach it like you you approach any anytime you're trying to create um, trying to create culture, right? There's like a, a process of how do you drive culture? It's not easy. It's like changing your personality, right? So it's not something that that happens easily. But I always would start with your mission and your vision. Um, and if you want to create a culture around patient access, then patient access needs to be a part of that. And I'm seeing a lot of organizations put that in there, put in, um, you know, accessibility, every patient. These are keywords I hear in vision and vision and mission statements that that tell me they're focused on patient access. Um, sometimes they'll say timely care. Um, sometimes they'll say um, hassle-free care. Um, I, Cedar sinai recently came out with theirs. It's broad and diverse Los Angeles community, that that's what they want to serve. So that also tells me, you know, that they want to provide access to patients in a broad way. They want to focus their their um, services to what works best for the patient. So that would be the first step is just having that statement that clearly tells your employees and your patients what your priorities are. And then secondly, I think that organizations need to look internally and assess their culture. And that internal viewpoint could be um, looking at surveys, both patient survey results and employee surveys. Even Glassdoor can give you some insight into where priorities really lie in your culture. Um, then I think having conversations, like back to my systems engineering hat, yeah, there's this term, go to the Gemba, which is going to the front line and talking to the your frontline employees that work with your patients, like your schedulers, um, you check in, um, check out people and your practices, front desk employees, um, and talk to them about their priorities and, and, and is patient preference really considered? Um, and then looking at metrics, of course, I love the third next available metric is a great one to see how um, you're serving your patients. Um, and then identify barriers from where, like, well, first of all, look at where you are versus where you want to be and identify any causes or barriers that may be preventing you from achieving that culture of patient access. So that could be policies or incentive plans. I mean, I see incentive plans for employees that are sometimes misaligned. Um, so if you want to do growth and expand with new patients, you need to be incenting your leaders and all the way down to your employees around growth and expansion. Like maybe an incentive that looks at what's the total number of patients that we serve or how many new patients are we seeing in a year? Like specifically focus on that growth piece of it. Um, and then I also think recruiting leaders that have an outside perspective and that are in alignment with serving your patient as a customer. And I'm seeing that a lot in healthcare. I'm seeing 
leaders come in from hospitality, from airlines and hotel industries, because they have they, the hospitality industry is so far ahead of the healthcare industry when it comes to the consumer experience. So I love that I'm seeing healthcare organizations bring in that expertise into their leadership. And then lastly, I would say constantly communicate. Like we know that's how you drive culture. Um, communicate, communicate, verbal, written, graphical, stories, um, all different ways to communicate that is important to, to really change that culture and shift it towards the patient. Well, let's bring this back over to relation because those are quite a few steps to kind of just understand and uh, visualize uh, this culture that we're talking about. I mean, what initially attracted you to relation uh, and also their culture? How did you feel like they're helping health systems and provider groups, you know, make these changes that you're talking about uh, to create this patient access uh, culture? Yeah. Um, well, I really love relations scheduling products. Dash Central uh, and Dash Self, they really help you match your supply and your demand. So Dash Central allows you to take the rules and preferences around um, how your providers want to structure their schedule, and it allows them to achieve their goals around organizing their schedule, but allows you to take a different approach with scheduling and open up your templates which provides more flexibility for patients. So let me explain. A lot of health systems may create visit types that are very specific types of appointments that they wanna see at certain times during the day. Um, and that can be very limiting. So a, a patient that is a new patient, they may only have 8 a.m. every day as an option for them um, or a post-surgery consult, a post-surgery uh, post-op visit may only have the afternoons and that doesn't work with their schedule. Um, but the way Dash Central works, it allows you to take a different approach with your scheduling and you can open it up to have more generic visit types, but then put in max count rules and preferences to control that you don't have too many of difficult patient visits at certain times during the day. So it just allows you to take a different way of, of approaching how you schedule um, to serve your patients in a new way. And then Dash Central offers so many other things. It's so highly configurable. I mean, you can, it's really unlimited how you can um, configure it to work for you. Um, you can prioritize certain providers that are new that you want to grow their panel of patients. So you can, if patients don't have a preference, you can steer them that way. There's tons of visibility into what's going on. The reports that you can look at allow you to see how your rules are blocking certain patients from getting access on your schedule. Um, so it, it really, I mean, I could go on and on with more examples, but it, it's Dash Central really changes the game on how you can um, manage your schedule. And Dash Self allows you to offer self-scheduling to your patients on the website or on an app. Um, so it's a really way to bring in new patients. We know new patients, how they, how they find health systems is they go to the website, they check things out, they look at a few provider bios, and then they decide to schedule and allows you to meet patients where they are in that scheduling process. Um, and everybody's operating from the same rules, whether they're calling, 
to schedule an appointment or whether they're going on the website, you can make sure you have consistency in those rules across the different doorways into your system. So um, relations tools, I think, are completely unique. I haven't seen anything else like it on the market, especially when it comes to Dash Central. And I'm super excited to be bringing those to our clients. Well, of course, it sounds very exciting. So thank you so much for sharing with that, Bryant. Um, are there any last thoughts before we start closing up the conversation here that you want to leave uh, with our audience? Um, I would just say that it's really, I love to see um, positions specifically focused on consumer experience, patient experience, on patient access. I'm starting to see more and more chief officer level and VP level positions focused on that. It, you really need to have that voice of the patient when you're making decisions. Um, if you do not have that voice of the patient, when scheduling decisions are getting made, their voice is going to get left out. Their perspective perspective is going to get left out. And um, it's just a really critical point to driving. And you also have to have the tools to enable it. So it's like you got to have the mission. You got to have the the leaders that are driving it, and then you got to have the technology tools to operationalize it. All those components have to be there. And um, But this is what patients are asking for. It's what they're demanding. And so if health systems aren't serving that up, um, they're going to miss out. So... Well, thank you so much, Bryant, for giving us all the tools to set us up for success. That wraps up the conversation for today. Uh, so thank you for sharing all the way so that you found success in creating a culture of patient access. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit relation.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.